I, uh, I think I told you this. I, I send packages to work now because, like, I don't, I don't trust my building. We so, just like, had a package stolen, actually. Keep going. Yeah, no, it's, it fucking sucks. And, like, you can't really do anything about it. And it's like, well, my shit's gone. So I send everything to work now because it's WeWork and it's very, like, there's, yeah. there's a system. And I'm like, cool. So, uh... Part of my, like, make make your own shit thing was making ice cream. Right. Which I told you about. So, uh, it came, and the box was It's huge. an ice cream maker. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Like, literally twice as big as I thought. I don't know how big Four Quarts is, but it's pretty big. Have you ever watched, like, you, you sent me, a, like, a Snapchat or a picture or whatever. It was like, I didn't know it was going to be this big, but, like... Have you ever watched, like, Chopped or anything? Like, the ice cream maker is a huge fucking thing. Like, well, but I bought a traditional, like, wood wood bucket one. So, like, I thought it... Did I show you a picture of it yet? Yeah, you did. Uh, you show me... Not of the thing. You show me a picture of holding the Oh, I the got box. it. I'll, I'll text you after. This this thing is... It's, it's way bigger than you think it should have to be. Because it's, <laughs> it's a manual crank. Like... I four, four quarts is two gallons. Is that true? Four, two quarts to a gallon. I think so. Yeah. That's a I lot mean, of a that's lot a of lot of ice, ice cream. I know, but like, and I worked at Cold Stone. I really should like understand how much ice cream that is. But like, I was like, no, I definitely need the four quarts. That's definitely what I need. <laughs> so. So everyone at work obviously saw this thing, and they're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you gonna make ice cream?" Like, blah. blah. So it was this huge, like, long saga of, like, me acquiring, like, all the shit I needed. So, uh, so last night was my first go. Mm-hmm. And I, so the one I bought has an electric mixer and also a hand crank. And, mm-hmm. of course. Is there, a, is there a practical reason for that? Or is that just, like, if I'm feeling old-timey, I'll use the hand crank. Or if I'm feeling new-timey, I'll use the electrical crank. I mean, <laughs> I used the hand crank. Of course you did. So, okay, well, to be fair, if you want it a dip, like a uh, different consistency, like after the electric one's done, like you can just keep hand cranking it because eventually mm-hmm. I think it'll be like too thick or something. I don't know. I was in it for the hand crank, so that's, of course, what I use. And I cranked ice cream last night for mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. It literally... Was exactly the same as when I put it in. <laughs> it did nothing. <laughs> like, it was such a bummer. I it's in my freezer. I froze it, but it's like it's separated. Like that's the so point you, of you. You didn't give up and turn on the electrical one. <laughs> no, no. Why? Because <laughs> I just I just thought if I cranked faster, it would help. Um, and it didn't. But so what did you do wrong? You don't know. Well, okay. So I was over ambitious, and I doubled the batch to make four whole quarts, which was stupid. I don't really know what I was thinking, but I was like, "Well, I gotta make ice cream for everybody." Um, yeah. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna try again on Friday. I'm gonna just do like a normal two quart batch. I don't think I got it cold enough, so I'm gonna try and like get get some better salt, some salt ice going. Um, I'm still committed to cranking 
it by hand. That's mm-hmm. that's the one thing I don't think I'm gonna. My aunt was like, "You could use that," and I was like, "Yeah, I'll think about it." And she was like, "So that's a big fuck you." <laughs> and I was like, "I mean, I just there's At something some point, about doing it by hand." I'm like, "That's just I guess cool. so." Could you? So could you? I'm trying to think of other applications. Could you make your own butter? Okay. Yes, I can. Yeah, because I was also gonna buy a butter churn, but I'm like, this is the same thing. So it's the same thing. Uh, yeah, I am gonna give I am gonna give butter a go because that's been on my list, and I don't think you can. Butter mess is that easy. Up. Butter yeah. is easy. I feel like I did I did that in elementary school once. You can actually even do it. I think you can legit make butter in like a blender or a food processor. I know for a, I'm yeah. I'm almost positive in elementary school we had a literal jar and we just shook it. Mm-hmm. If you just shake it for a while, you get butter. Well, and then you also get buttermilk, and then you can make waffles mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. pancakes or biscuits. I mean, it's just all so cool. Um, yeah, so that's that's been my big life You're a event. little Miss Homemaker. I know. Someone at work today was like, I'm going to get you a little house on the prairie outfit. And I'm like, that's I was just thinking, extreme. like, you need you need, like, an apron. Ooh, I probably do. I've I never apron. I've never really cooked with an apron on like, you know, for myself or just like for dinner or whatever, yeah. you know. But I kind of would like I, I like that look. Well, let me ask you though. I feel like I'm I'm like not about aprons because so many of my first jobs, I I had to wear an apron. Oh, that's you, interesting. Cuz you did Yeah, Dunkin'. at Dunkin' Donuts we wore yeah. an apron. It takes the charm out that. of it. I don't I don't know. I didn't I didn't hate it. The thing is is it gets really dirty yeah yeah i guess i have i have worked in an apron before i didn't think about that that takes that just took the whole i'm so whole excitement right out of it i was i was so excited when i got my first job where i didn't wear an apron like like that was my big thing i was like look at me just wearing my clothes there's no one stopping you now from showing up to work in an apron that would be really fun for like for 10 minutes and then it would probably lose its effect did you did you keep any of your aprons from any of your apron jobs mm, no i mean they were all you know i had to return them all because i've had i definitely three... still have my duncan one. Oh. i definitely do you should uh whip that out when you're making whatever 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 it is whatever you're frying in your cast iron next or like um we could we could get matching um like chef's jackets. I have a chef's jacket. You do. I do. It was my uh it was my jacket from our store, our olive oil store. It's got mm. my name on it. See, that's what that's, that's what it, that's what you need. It's kind of got my name on it. So, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. We're yeah. both like I think especially since Chicago We've both, well, since I was in Chicago, we've both, like, gotten a lot more interested in, like, cooking and cooking methods. I think maybe you more than me, but uh, we've kind of, we've kind of dove into this cooking thing. Well, and it's super fun, and, like, I don't feel like, maybe there is more of a resurgence with our generation, but, like, like, I was cooking with uh, Rochelle the other night, and we were barbecuing. And I'm like, we're eating so well for 25-year-olds. Like, no one mm-hmm. else is, like, barbecuing chicken on a grill and also making potatoes and, like, grilling avocados. Like, 
That is so classy. But like, it's so well, rewarding, and it sounds so our generation. Our generation is re- responsible for killing a lot of stuff, and one of them is like the chain restaurant. And I bet a big part of it is like we cook a lot. Yeah, We're good but at like, it. we can't. I don't feel like we are, we can afford to like go out as That's much. That's part of it. That's definitely you know, part of it. Like, it's become much more of a treat. I mean, I don't know. When I first got here and was in school, I was just like, whatever, eating five guys all the time. Mm. But, no, it's 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 uh, it's uh fun and relaxing and, like, not instant gratification, which is really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think, like, healthy for us to experience since, like, God, if we want to watch anything, it's, like, it's on some app and I can watch it right now. Right. But also, I think, for, for me anyway, like, one of the good things about cooking is, like, I think in so many ways, and this is so, like, it makes me sound like such an old man, but, like, just, like, since I'm out of school now, like, I don't often get to see, like, improvement in myself, if that makes sense. Like, there aren't a lot of tangible ways that sure. I get to see improvement, but cooking is something where it's, like, I do it, you know, most every day, and, like, I can kind of... And, grading wise you know like getting scored like i taste it i know what it tastes like i know how i did yeah. it's like i can kind of watch myself continue to improve at something uh in a real way that is a very cool way of looking at it but yeah hey it, i try it's it is nice to have something that you i mean you'll we'll be eating for as long as we're alive so it's like might i as hope well. so that's my plan <laughs> yeah I'm actually transitioning to IV next week, and I'm not going to be mm-hmm. chewing anything again. But Although there is something that sounds really great about that. <laughs> just like, no. just just sitting on a couch, watching television. Someone else does, does the work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, last night I did, I did cheat, though, because my ice cream making took up so much time, and you can't stop. So I did Grubhub. And I grub, okay. grubbed hubbed sushi. Mmm. Huh. Interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, uh, What'd you I, get? I just an amalgamation of subpar sushi. The sushi mm. game out here sucks. But when I was in New York, there's this place by my brother that is lit. Oh my god, it's so good. But yeah. y'all are y'all are near an ocean, so it's a little easier for you to. Uh, the only sushi. time I think I've ever gotten food poisoning, though, was from sushi. Are you... Like, real, legit food poisoning. Are you, like, a sushi... I don't... Have we ever talked sushi? Are you sushi? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm not a... I'm not a huge... Like, I'm not a you know, a sushi head, as it were. But, like, yet yeah, you are. All right. Oh, my what's God. Your, like, go, what's, like, your go-to sushi? I love a good spicy tuna hand roll or a spicy scallop mm-hmm. hand roll, but I'll eat almost anything. I fucking love sushi. So I solely ate salmon rolls for <laughs> the for like the last eight years of my sushi life. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, I was like, "Well, this is ridiculous because like I eat other fish, so like there's other things I can try." So recently, I've branched out into spicy tuna, spicy salmon. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of those have gone well. Good. Um, but I don't think... Okay, so obviously the documentary this week is about sushi. I don't think I've ever... I know. No, I don't have to think. I know I have never had sushi and 
been like wowed by it. Oh, see, then you just haven't gone to the right places. I know which that. Which is fair. It's hard to find real, like, there's this place back home, and I'll go every time I go home to California, but, like, their rice is, like, hot, and their fish is, like, ice cold and, like, fresh, mm. and it's just, like, everything in your mouth that you hear people describe, and they're just, like, mmm, very balanced. Like, my mouth, ma- it was fitting all my, that's what that is. But it's well, hard to find. That's one of that's definitely one of the things I love about sushi as a food is like, and obvi- obviously they talk about this a lot in Hero Dreams of Sushi, but it's like the whole idea kind of like that there's nowhere for like, there's n- nowhere for it to hide. Like it's one bite. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So yeah. if it's bad sushi or if it's like not going to taste good, like you're going to know and it's, that's, that's it. It's one yeah. note. I thought yeah. that was, I think that's fun. Um, yeah. What's your hot take on Hero Dreams of Sushi? Um, this is one, I, I think we've both seen it before. I I enjoy it. I think it's real simple. You know, I don't think it's, like, overcomplicated. It's very much a look into this guy's life and his career. Um, and I don't know. It's just, it's kind of food porny a little bit. It's oh, it's, shot, it's very. Yeah, it's shot beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um if the you, soundtrack's like, really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's along the line, like, Cooked, I think, is another one where it's just, like, it's gorgeous to look at. So, yeah, it's very simple. There's no twist. <laughs> this guy makes... There's a, there's a small twist. There's a small twist. Okay, you're right, you're right. Um, But, yeah, but for the most part, there's no plot. It's, like... No. It kind of... I kind of... At one point, I thought about how, like, this is a docu... Like, this is a documentary in the most, like straightforward sense of the word documentary it's like we are documenting one thing one person one restaurant and like you know for a second we touch on like overfishing or like for a second we talk about like you know brotherly rivalry but for the most part it is like one topic this guy's legend um yeah i i loved it i'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the best way to like dive in or like favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, so first of all, we went into this looking at like you know we didn't want a capitalism storyline mm-hmm. necessarily, and what I think is cool about this guy is that in the most like artistic way of like food is art and like love your ingredients, like that's kind of him though. And the people that he works with are like that, too, and I liked that. Like, his tuna dealer, which Mm -hmm. labeled tuna dealer, made me fucking die. Um, I loved watching, like, the stock market aspect of this tuna dealing, where, like, there's bells and whistles and shouting. But I also liked how the guy was like, if there's ten tuna, one of them's the best. And if I don't get the best, I'm not fucking buying tuna. I I really love that. Yes! I I really love that. Yeah. Well, and there's something about the way that it's like, yeah, it's an art, but it's also like, um, it's very, I don't know what the right word is here, like precise, like there's a right way for everything. So like you said, like if if the tuna's not good, then we're not having tuna on the menu. Like we'll do something else. And I thought that was like, that was so, that was so fun. You know what I mean? Like if you go to most restaurants, you know, there's going to be chicken on the menu. If it's weak old chicken and they have shit chicken, they're still going to put it on the menu. Right. I think, but he's not going to serve that. 
Right. He there's no compromising with with him or anyone he works who works under him or the people that he gets his fish from. Like they none of them settle at all. They're like this mm-hmm. is the best of the best. Like there's so much pride. I mean, as a tuna dealer, this guy had so much pride in what he did. He was like, I'm a little unconventional, but like this is how I do it. Yeah. It very much it very much goes into that uh that improv maxim of like be interested not interesting yeah like i would watch anyone who is an expert at whatever it is you know what i mean and i think i think this documentary proves that where it's like i don't give a fuck about shrimp i've never eaten it i probably never will i don't care how you choose the best one how to hold the best one i don't give a shit but this guy telling me that you have to hold it firm or how you how or watching them roll the the rice into it i'm like i'm in i was like so excited to watch every little bit of it the fucking i don't even know what sauce it is but that sauce that they put on every time like with such care and precision i think it's literally soy sauce is that i mean yeah probably but it's funny because they don't give it to you like they're like this no this is how much mm-hmm. you need like you're not going to like fucking overwhelm your mouth with salt like this is this is the right balance of really of the fish only and shit the only like choice you have is like when you eat the ginger that's on your plate it seems like yeah and how much but otherwise it's just like when when you are done with that piece i will give you the next piece like mm-hmm. that is the rule um no i think i i i i think you're right though that watching that like tuna expert watching that was such a was so cool and yeah i it, it definitely everything about like hero and his restaurant like made me respect hero and his restaurant you know what i yeah. mean yeah well and the the other thing is like i mean in chicago we have fucking sushi burritos you have mm-hmm. like the crazy po- rolls. Uh, pokey bowls are going around everywhere. They're nuts. Everyone's going nuts. And like this is so um, simple. It's really about quality, like fish and quality preparation. There's not a weird com- uh, flavor combinations going on or anything like that. It's like, mm-hmm. like the fact where he was like, "Oh, I used to, I used to massage the octopus for thirty minutes, but now we do it for forty to fifty minutes." <laughs> Okay, like... Well, and he he says at one point, like, we don't do anything that's, like, a secret. You know, our methods aren't aren't a secret. But it's just, like, the methods are so exacting and exhausting and, like, that no one else can do it. It takes... It's, like, for an example, it takes, like, 20 years before they will trust you enough to make the rice. Right. It takes 10 years until you can make the eggs. Like, Dude, the eggs thing is so intense. Yeah, it looks really cool. They're steaming it, right? Uh, well, they they, like they called it fried egg. egg. Right. They called it fried, but it it didn't. Well, it was in a pan. Yeah. Um, it looks really cool. Whatever it is, it um, seems like a souffle, like an egg, mm-hmm. just purely egg souffle. But yeah, I mean the like the intensity of like mastering that. Like, I can't think of any industry where you can like apprentice that intensely like here for that long yeah yeah no you're absolutely right but it's also like you know it's one of those systems that like weeds out the people who can't who can't hack it like they're like how what's the shortest someone's work they're like people people leave all the time and then he's like a day 
He came right. in in the morning and he was gone by night. And I was like, yeah, but like, if you're not disciplined and down to like work your ass off and be critiqued, like I don't see you doing well in that environment. It seems intense as hell. Right. Well, and in in a way, I mean, like his son, uh, Yoshizaka, uh, has been his apprentice has been under him essentially for his whole life. He's 50 years old and he still is not the one in charge. Yeah. Which was, that was an interesting storyline because I almost, I feel worse for the older brother. Like he is set up to fail. (laughs) I know that sounds awful, but I think they all said said it too. too. They were like, you know, the thing is it's like, unless, you know, when, when, uh, here either, retires or dies they were like you know he's going to have to do better than his dad to be seen as an equal like if he does the same job the same good job it still won't be good and i was like that sucks like to just know that like you're 50 years old you still work under your dad uh and you're like well there's also like there's also like pretty good evidence to the fact that like he's just as good if not better than his father so like it's 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 all just like public perception that's Mm -hmm. uh that's getting in his way um yeah uh according to wikipedia anyway uh hero is 91 and is still going um but it's cool like that's his passion i mean that's what he has spent his life and he i loved I mean, God, like, I have days where I'm just, like, miserable at work. And I loved when he was like, I've never hated coming here. I've never hated going to work and making sushi. And I was like, that's fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Like, you're working, he's working very hard. Like, he's, you know, striving for perfection, still trying to get better. But, like, he enjoys it every day. And I'm like, that's so fulfilling to have been doing this your whole life. And you still dig it. I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um... So then, okay, so then, so there's an older son who's waiting for his father to retire or die. Um, But then his other son, the younger one, opened up his own restaurant that's basically the same, but uh, it's different. Um, It's set up for a lefty instead of a righty or something. I don't know. A righty instead of a lefty, which is, I love that, like, that, I mean... Some of the things that they notice and care about are, like, so ridiculous. Um, Like, at one point, he explains that, like, when he's making you sushi, if he notices that you're you're a lefty, he'll, like, start plating things for you, like, towards your dominant hand. And it's like, who the fuck cares? You know, like, it's a small plate. You're eating one piece of fish. Like, it's not gonna... It's not gonna be more difficult. Um, But, yeah, so they set up the restaurant exactly reverse because right. because hero is a lefty and his son is a righty which is like kind of quirky and cute i was like that's i like that it made for a really great picture because the book folds out and yeah. then and then it's i mean that's i mean that's cool um but it's totally unnecessary so if you were if you were in japan would you pay would you pay and wait to go to the real deal or would you pay slightly less for probably the pretty much the same thing, but go to the like off brand? Like I'm just but, we're just gonna call it off brand. I mean, but the truth is, and like even though we just got done saying like his son is so good, like if it's not hero, like I don't want to fuck with it. Yeah. I th- yeah I think so. Like I want the experience. I guess maybe. <laughs> 
maybe if it was his like older son like that's okay but like you know it's it's about the like meeting the master it's not completely about the fish it's partly about him you disagree i'm a sushi whore and i would go straight i'd go straight to the sons i'd plop down and i'd just be like yeah just keep feeding me i don't know there's something about there's something about like the the whole the whole thing of him his whole aura his whole i mean he's so uh it's about him in a lot of ways i don't know yeah i mean i'd be i'd be thrilled to eat sushi in japan just anyway I think I I think one of the things I liked about about uh this too it kind of goes back to the same thing as um uh Anna Wintour is which she comes up a lot I feel like but that just, she just re- that just shows how much that documentary stuck with me but yeah. like is is the fact that Hero and his son just like know the right answer right away all the time like they're so decisive and they're so they're so sure about everything but they're also so like humble like at all times so one of my favorite moments at the end towards the end hero is like feeding a bunch of people and there's the one guy there who's like his hype man and like keeps saying like oh like get a load of this hero is in the is in the Guinness book of world records like hero can bench brace press his own body weight like hero you know hero's the fucking bomb like you should see my boy hero when he's uh when he does a dive off the diving board like he just keeps going and going and going yeah, yeah. and like hero's just like yes this is true yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yes i can bench press my own body weight yes this is true yes he's like not impressed by anything He's just like, right. yes, this is this is my life. Um, yes, that was that was fun. It's true. I mean, because I also think like he's not into the bullshit. Like at the end of the day, he's mm-hmm. like, I'm about real good sushi. Mm-hmm. I'm about real good ingredients and like real disciplined this. And I put out the fact that he has th- he has three uh, Michelin stars, right? Yeah, is that what they all said three. to me? Which is crazy because that's so hard to get but like there are people there are restaurants that do crazy crazy shit i mean like with science and presentation and like it's awesome to me that he's recognized with that which is huge but like it's so simple like Mm -hmm. i said he's not doing anything nuts it's literally like you know he he massages his his octopus his octopus for an hour. Oh, an extra 10 minutes that's all it is that's all it is 10 more minutes there's also he had firm or tender octopus it's also excuse me you have to wait um you know a month to get in it's because there's right. like 10 there's 10, 10 chairs he could he could easily have you know 100 people in that place every time he could probably charge way more than he does but he just has a couple seats it looks like honestly, it looks like it's in a mall. Like I don't know where it is, but like, yeah, it, it looks like it's in a mall. Um, but yeah, no, that's part it of is expensive, the like. Though. I think it's like three hundred bucks, right? Yeah, about that. Funny thing, it's thirty thousand yen. If you Google search thirty thousand yen um, to USD, mm-hmm. um, the fir- it comes up with the right answer, and then all the links below it are about Hero Dreams of Sushi. That's amazing. Isn't that fun? <laughs> I love that. Hella people must have Googled that once they uh, mm-hmm. once they watched. But yeah, I mean, and that's that to me ties into part of this like anti anti capitalism thing we're looking for because it's like 
obviously he charges a lot for his food, but he can, but he could also have sold out and yeah, you know, decrease the quality of what he's, I mean, cause if, if he knows the set number of how many people he's feeding, like they don't have to buy an extravagant amount of fish. Like they buy what they need for the night and they, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's cool to me. It's like, they don't like over prepare or like, get bad shit like they know exactly what they need for tonight and their focus is just on serving good fish not necessarily serving you know 20 more people than last night like that's not the goal the goal is to just be like good and i think that's cool absolutely you know no i i I, and there's so much about just like we obviously i talked about it before but like about self-improvement about like you know working hard at like one thing to get better uh which is i don't know there's something it's really it's there's something about watching someone who's good at something mm-hmm. that gets me excited and gets me going yeah well it's that it's that whole like passion that whole passion factor like and that's what's so fun about like when you find a good documentary that is clearly like passion driven even the Barkley marathons i think are fun because it's passion driven there's no you know there's no grand prize there's no like huge payoff it's literally like i feel strongly about this thing or doing this thing and i'm gonna do it hard it's like that's this documentary awesome. is also just so unbelievably like soothing and relaxing Mm -hmm. unlike anything else we've watched i like so after work today i was still watching it on the train on the way home today and i had like had i had had a coffee so like i was kind of jittery and like kind of anxious just from the coffee um and i sat down on the train i turned this on and just like melted you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i just like just zoned out and watched this thing i was like this is great it's so good it's a reader, it, but it's it, still good. You know what, though? It, it is a reader, but I found it to be a not as intense reader as other readers we've watched because there's still mm-hmm. a lot of just, like, visual stuff going on that's just, like, cool to look at. You get a lot of information from it, but it's not too talky. I also liked that it is, it, it is designed to be read. Sometimes we watch documentaries and they throw. Oh, I don't mean the one. The I don't mean uh, uh, my secret uh, German lifestyle. Um, I that mean was where that it was one, like right? where it was like super fast. No, but um, sometimes we watch it and they just like kind of haphazardly throw the the like they don't the the subtitles don't really add anything, right. uh, which is which I think is to be expected. But they kind of placed them almost like a like a cartoon, like kind of like. Yeah they directed your eye and it's a small touch but like this whole movie's about small touches you know Mm -hmm. um i really liked that yeah no this was uh it was a good one it's soothing i mean it's it's soothing like the great british baking show is soothing (laughs) like Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. not which is interesting because it is kind of high pressure in the expectations but it's not fast it's not a fast-paced restaurant which is cool because I think a lot of restaurants are like really fucking intense, which I get. But this is not intense. This is very like be patient and do the job right. But it's also what's fun is it's it's kind of like eat at your. It's like choose your own, eat at your own pace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they said at one point, it's like if you're a fast eater, your whole meal could be 15 minutes. If you're a slow yeah. eater, like this, your whole meal could be an hour. Like it's yeah. it 
it kind of goes but it's you're right it's not like you know obviously we didn't go in there but there's not like fucking you know heavy metal play like there's not music playing to like no. get you going or like it's not it's not loud you know it's just like you and a simple plate like a really simple plate everything's just like about the food about the little mm-hmm. bite that you are going to eat mm-hmm. yeah mm. it's fun watching fun. people eat i enjoyed oh, watching yeah. people eat the food i just I, also- I love this this documentary to pieces yeah it's it's a it's one of my favorites there's also something so satisfying about like good knife work like watching mm, them like slice mm-hmm. a piece of tuna like butter i'm like yeah mm-hmm. yeah or um <laughs> actually cutting through the egg um right. that egg satisfying cake was so oh. uh-huh there are i mean there are tons of videos that are just like this is the most satisfying thing. fuck that the most satisfying like this is the most satisfying it gets <laughs> Just watch this whole thing. It's not a long one. Hour, hour 20, hour and a half? Probably, yeah. I, I would even say that, like, what's kind of interesting is, like, even the quote-unquote, like, gory stuff, like, you know, like, the gutting of the fish, and, like, all of it is so beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. this 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 movie is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, like, the interviews aren't just, like, the standard, like, talking head. Like, they're really close up and, like, sharp focus and, like... Yeah. Well, and they're, like, they're somewhere. Like it, the, the, it doesn't feel like they're like, uh, like in a studio. Like it feels like he's mm-hmm. just in his normal element, and someone's just filming him. Well, and there, there's a couple of times where like you can really get the sense that like he was sitting in the restaurant. You know what I mean? And someone else will say something from like way off camera. Yeah. And like you really get a sense of the space, and yo, I love this shit. Yeah. But One I didn't of... have sushi for dinner. I thought about it, but I didn't. Well, I mean, I. I want it right now. All this, mm-hmm. all this talk, just. Mm, but I'm probably just gonna make an egg. Not a not a steamed fried egg, just a normal egg. But yeah, it was good. Yeah, I love it. I love food documentaries though. Like, mm-hmm. they're just good. I know Fanny's Last Supper was boring, but I still like. It was. Like, it was I still like boring as shit. But it like, but can you imagine Fanny's Last Supper if we got a bunch of like slow mo shots of like really delicate work? That's the thing. Fanny's Last Supper was like not delicate food. That was like no food. Well, and it was also filmed like a PBS special and not like a piece of art. So mm-hmm. there's that in it too. But like, can you imagine this movie shot like Fanny's Last Supper? Like that would uh, su- that that wouldn't well, work. Like it doesn't make sense. The other thing to keep in mind is that Fanny's Last Supper had kind of a weird voiceover, and this did not, which I am fine with. That's true. The voiceover factor can change everything. I mean, they're completely different styles uh, of documentaries, but yeah, I would highly recommend this one. It's it's an easy watch. It's really not complicated. It's very beautiful. Um, and interesting, just watching someone who's a master, stri- and still a striving master, because mm-hmm. he said he never reaches perfection. And, uh, yeah, goody. Good, good, good pick, Emily. Even though Thank it's one you. we both have seen before, like, I'm really happy to we have that. We did a good little uh, combo. Hey, hey, yeah, we did. We, uh, we, uh, we're pretty great. Um, 
Uh, you can listen to us in all different ways. We're on all the different podcast apps. Podcasting is the wave of the future, mm-hmm. uh, and you can you get you should be on. Uh, uh, you should be on it. Uh, you should be on the wave. Ride the wave. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I was looking for a sushi quote. Like it's all. If you search sushi quote, it's all like unbelievably stupid. Um, we'll just I don't know well, how, go with this one. I, I, I don't know how inspiring it all is, but yeah, what do they're, you they're not. They're mostly like you had me at sushi, you know, which is actually a first one, one of the first ones. Um, you want to know what we're gonna watch next week? Are you gonna say? Your, oh, that's at the end. Yeah, I want to know. A, what we're I do that at the end. Well, uh, I'm gonna throw you a curveball because sometimes, fair listener, sometimes we talk beforehand about what we're gonna watch next week. Uh, and I had told Emily what we were going to watch next week, but uh, I, I did some texting while we were talking. We're actually going to have uh, a very special guest on next week. Uh, uh, Teresa Gaffney is going to join us on the podcast. Oh, uh, and she, is she really? She don't, is. Don't uh, yank my chain. Okay, that's oh, there's awesome. no there's no chain yanking at don't all. Don't yank uh, my chain. She's, she's often in the background of this podcast, but she's going to uh, join us uh, on microphone. Uh, Teresa uh, swam in college. She is a swammer, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also use the word NARP. Do you know it? Non-athletic, nope. uh, non-athletic regular person, I think it is. But she'll... So... Uh, this is a documentary about swimming. It's oh. a sports. It's a sports doc. It's called "Touch the Wall." You know, like, uh-huh. like when you're swimming. Right. Uh, let me tell you, swimming, low key, one of the most boring sports ever. Uh, if you've ever been to a swim meet, so it'll be really interesting to see how this documentary looks like. It could be. I I, I think this could be a sleeper. I think this is not that okay. it's boring. I don't mean that it's boring. I mean a sleeper like it looks normal, but I think it's gonna it could uh, it could surprise us. That's what I'm hoping I, for. I hope so. And at the very least, we're gonna get all the insider scoop of what it's like to be a swammer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's always cool. I'm excited. To, I love Teresa. She's so fun. Hey, me too. Uh, Aww, so we're ew. gonna. Uh, we're gonna do that next week. It should be interesting and different. We haven't had a guest on in a while, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we're gonna go out on a on a quote uh, from Iron Chef Masaharu Morimoto, yes! who said, <laughs> "Who said uh, I'm not making documentaries. I'm making podcasts." <laughs>